Hey everybody, Code Pen Radio number 395. Welcome to the year 2023. Marie, how are you doing? Hey everybody, happy new year. Yay, you know what we do at the top of the year. Now that the year is fully complete, all 365 days. Wait, it wasn't a leap year, right? 365 days? Yeah. Not last year. (laughs) This this year is though, right? Um, Mm. uh, (laughs) Live Google it, live Google it. Last year wasn't. All the days are complete, which means our data set is complete. It is. Yes, it's a, it's a leap year. Oh, fantastic. That means you got to wear yellow and blue, 30 Rock fans. And you can blame anything on the leap year. Just feel like this is a write-off year. It's got me all twisting around. Yes. Um, okay, <laughs> so w- what I mean by our complete data set is that we're not going to tally up the most popular pens of 2022 in 2022. We have to wait for the year to close out, and then we do it. Now, exactly. the astute amongst you might be like, well, surely that is unfair to the players of the game of the most popular pen of 2022. What if you make your pen in December? I don't have enough time to accumulate hearts. Well, if you've listened to this before, you'll know that plenty of pens do make the list that were made in December because the Harding of Pens is so front-loaded. Uh, that that can just happen anyway. And uh, whatever, it's just a problem that happens. The same thing happens with the Oscars, whatever. Yes, it's a, yeah. It's if, a thing. If you want to get onto the list, if that's the game that you really want to play, if you make something really cool in December, keep it private and publish it <laughs> in January. Not for real though, you know, just just uh, work on it in secret and make it in a new, a brand new pen, put it into a brand new pen in the following year and then... You've got the whole year to rack well, up. Yeah, okay, so you have some months. That's exactly the advice I was trying not to give, you know, like, I don't care when you publish it. No, but, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is a game you can win. And we have many, many times given lots and the lots advice. of pro tips on how to do this. And I can tell that people on this list are students of the show. So uh, <laughs> I'm going nice. to keep telling them. I'm going to yeah, keep telling them. Publish it in January and then keep reminding people that keep you Keep reminding made it. people, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the big one. All right, so here's the thing. In Sometimes in years past, we have published this. It has gone around social media. People have digested it. Maria's done statistical analysis on all this, and then we report, record the podcast. This year, just for a twist, it's going to be more like a first look. We have looked at it already. We kind of have to just to make sure that like nothing went weird in the data and that the top 100 really is the top 100. There's not like a random fork in there or something. Not that there ever would be. We know how to program computers, <laughs> but uh, it wouldn't be the first time where there was some just anomaly that had to be corrected. This year, there's absolutely no trouble at all. We uh, we did what we normally yeah, do. Yeah, no investigations were opened, which is no. nice to say. No. Nice to say. Uh, and so the, the top 100 was the top 100. It went out. You can visit it. There'll surely be a link in these show notes. It's fun to mm-hmm. look through. We paginate them into 10, not because we're greedy and we're looking for page views. Heck, it's a single-page app Tina site anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's just because you, showing more than 10 iframes on a page is slow. So, sorry, they're paginated. Go to the end if you want to only see the top 10. But, of course, the, the top 100 on a site like CodePen are awesome. All of them are like really good because there's almost like tiers of 
of awesomeness of CodePen. There's like pens that are picked, which show up in the feeds, which are awesome. Then there's ones that make it into the Spark on a given week, which are really, really awesome. There's some that, you know, made it into social media, which might not be part of either of those categories, but are also awesome. There's all these like kinds of awesome. But if you're on the top 100, you are really, that's the the cream of the crop here, let's say. And it wasn't voted by us. It was voted by you. Exactly. It gets more competitive every year. You know, more pens get picked every year. More people join CodePen every year. More hearts go out to lots of lots of different work every year. So uh, as time goes by, it gets trickier and trickier to get on the list, and you really got to impress people. So, Marie and I have looked through the notes. We have our own little commentary on it. We're just going to share this. It's going to be a little scatter shot. We're not going to, like, talk about these from 100 down to 1 or anything like that. We're just going to mention some of our favorites, some interesting anecdotes about them and such, and it's it's up to you to do that. It probably is not the last you'll hear of this top 100, even on this show, just because it's such fascinating material to talk about. Perhaps we'll get some of the authors and stuff. Please uh, shoot us a note on social media or email if you have uh, opinions on who we should talk to or anything you want to know about this top 100 list. Uh, tiny, tiny other thing, remember... The the Grinch style the how do I say this the Grinch style Harding on mm-hmm. CodePen which is not how I should say it because nobody thinks of it that way but it's from that Christmas cartoon of the Grinch where his heart grew three sizes that day that's how he fixes himself at the end of that movie likewise on CodePen you can heart something once twice three times the heart gets a little pinker or a little redder and a little larger every time you do it before that fourth click takes it back to unhearted. That actually matters at this time of year specifically because hearting something three times does give it three votes in this syntax. So that's just something you should know in case you see a pen that appears out of order because the number, the number that's displayed is only how many users hearted that thing, but it might have three times that many hearts in reality. Right. Also, the other thing to know is that we don't, stop letting them get hearted after the year ends. So as you look through the list, people will start to heart things that are on the list and their numbers will change, but their ranking is fixed to uh, 2022. The day we ran the script, which in this case was yesterday, January 2nd. So you got it one extra day. Well, congratulations everyone on one extra day. It didn't make a big difference. It sure did not. Uh, Okay, so number one, I'll just get right out and say it, was from Hyperplexed, which I have spoken to uh, uh, as a, he's some dude, you know, and I do not know his name. I have no idea what it is. It's totally pseudonymous on the internet, I think. I bet if you really dug, you could find it, but I think prefers to go by that. That's the website. That's the code pen handle. And crucially, that's the the channel of the the YouTube channel, which I I don't know when it officially started, but I started watching this year, and I'm like obsessed with it. It's like so good of content. Yes, (laughs) he happens to use code pen often to display it. Not always, but sometimes. Uh, and you can just tell. It's not like you're just staring at the YouTube interface. There's like zooming in on a few lines of code at a time. It's very, very classily done. Like, look, this is the particular piece of code I'm talking about. Often strips away anything superfluous to look at and usually makes something just really interesting. Like, hey, I was browsing around the internet and saw, you know, this interaction on this website and I'm going to recreate it and then recreates it really cleanly. And with little code to help make it understandable, 
just a super, super good YouTube channel. So I'm, I'm glad to see them make not only the top 100 list, but the number one, and then also hit the list a bunch of times too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Total of nine times on the list this year. And uh, Hyperplex made their debut on the list last year, and they were on once uh, down okay. in the 90s somewhere. And this year, that's what, when I was talking about students at the show, I think Hyperplex is one of them. Um, absolutely rocked it this year. Nine positions on the top 100. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I was going to mention that Hyperplex's number 12 is this uh, hover effect that they did a little video on where imagine like a grid of dark cards with a border on them that's a slightly different shade of gray than the card is. And as you hover over the cards, not only is there like a radial gradient kind of highlight effect that follows the mouse, but as you get to a corner of one of the cards, even the cards around it, also kind of pick up some of that highlighting. And it looks like one of those things like, ooh, nice touch, you know? So there's a YouTube video on it. There's a pen that's very popular. But then also number 14, David Korshid saw the same thing and created it as well. So it's funny to see 12 and 14 be a recreation of the same type of effect so close to each other. I think it was from a site called Linear. Um, I don't remember what that app does, but but that was the... That was the uh, the style inspiration for both of these. Mm -hmm. And they have that touch of, I could, maybe I'm not working on something right this minute, or maybe I am, that could maybe use this. It's not so far away in, in weirdo land. <laughs> you know, when you see like a, I don't know, a 3D ball fall from the sky and bounce, and somehow that's a loader or something, that's beautiful and fun. But usually people see like, I don't know that I can actually use that. But when it's just like a hover effect on a card, every website in the world has cards on it. I think that somehow is a ticket to massive popularity as it triggers that little part of your brain that's like, ooh, maybe I could steal this. Yeah, definitely. Also, there's something about it that just feels natural. Like, it feels like how light should work in mm -hmm. a scene. And so I think that is part of what makes it so very appealing. You want to have a light appear like that. That's how light works. So it's very, it's very, very exciting to get to see how that can actually happen in the browser. With that twist of like, and I haven't seen it before. Like, mm -hmm. why, why haven't I seen this before? Exactly, yeah. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Notion. It's a new year, folks. I'm sure a lot of you are doing planning and all that kind of stuff for the new year. Certainly we are at CodePen and using Notion to do it, we've used it for a long time for that really helps keep the team on the same page. Just absolutely love it. So thanks so much for the support. So whether you're, you know, starting a new gym routine, organizing a trip with friends, or even planning your company goals, Notion is a flexible, collaborative workspace that helps you make meaningful progress in every part of your life. Get started in seconds by choosing from thousands of templates for every task. Make it your own from to-do list, OKR trackers, so much more. Notion helps you build the exact system you want so you can work the way you work best. Start your year off right and get organized now with a free Notion account at all lowercase letters, notion.com slash codepen. Notion.com slash codepen to learn more and get started for free right now. So awesome. Again, thanks so much for the support. Love Notion here at CodePen. The best. Uh, I think also a lot of people have put a bunch of logos in a row on a website. I think it just seems like such a common need for anything from a 
brochure site to uh, you know the front page of some software as a service app or something. Look at all the companies that use our thing. That's Ryan Mulligan's number two pen logo wall, which kind of automatically animates uh, a, a row of logos. And it's beautifully done, but it, I'm feeling it has so many hearts. Partially because you know Ryan's a popular guy anyway, but but partially because like oh god, I've been, I've need, I've needed to do that. I'm gonna heart this because next time I have to do it, I'm just gonna do it like this. Yeah, definitely. And it's fun to see like the kind of like marquee concepts in a modern way. You know, it's not it's not actually a marquee element. You know, but it's a uh, yeah. We all we all want that kind of ticker tape thing. Yeah. It's, it's so it's coded cleverly enough that it's not a stretch to make it go vertical. So it's one click and and the, the entire thing is happening, but vertically instead. It's just nice to see modern web technology make that not, you know, not something that Ryan punted on. He just was like, oh yeah, I've I've coded it. So it's, you know, I wouldn't say trivial, but not a big deal to make happen in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about this number three. It's it's from our friends at Greensock who are heavy users of CodePen. I love that they're not only on this list, but are so high up as number three. And and, and straight up credit the pen. At the top of the pen, it says, the original is by Brian Cross. I think that's interesting that they published it on their code pen, presumably because, I'm not sure, maybe they wanted control over it or that they think it would get more eyes because it's on the official count than than Brian has or something. But it's technically Brian Cross's pen published on the Greens, like republished, I guess, on the Greensock list. And it's just, it's this beautiful kind of scrolling kind of website where the even the, the typography on it like comes in at a staggered rate and stuff. Really beautiful pen. So I guess high five both to Brian and green sock for yeah this one is so nice i love the way that the text rolls in gorgeous yeah just beautiful looking very worthy of uh, of its place here it, it it does kind of have the complete website feel t- to it in a way to me like or at least it takes all the space of the screen and you can imagine building the rest of a website around this aesthetic uh which is you know decently common i'd say across the list as i look through the hundred there are I don't know, four or five or so that are kind of like complete websites. Yeah, lots of full page UI in here, actually. It's really cool. Aishinur from last year, number one, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. was on the list a bunch of times, is 13 this year. So still at it. Awesome job. Uh, was kind of famous for that, you know, would make full, full page stuff. Uh, and she's on the list again this year in that same style. But there's a couple of others. You actually noted that two of the uh, two of the top 100s were like NFT landing pages. Yeah, <laughs> that also have that feel. Yeah, they have the the full page look in that dark violets and purples kind of color mm-hmm. of the NFT world. Definitely, that one's going to be the sign of the times that this was the 2022 list that it was NFT dashboards because I don't expect we'll be seeing that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, probably not. But I, but I wonder if some people hearted them, not because they're like, ooh, this is perfect for my NFT project, but they're like, this is just a good looking website. Yeah, they're just cool. You know, the, the appearance of them is, they're, when you look at them, they're, they're cards on a dark background, right. you know, mm-hmm. and they're, this is something you could do with any type of website that they happen to be, that the concept that they were made for was for NFTs is, is, very 2022 but but other than that yeah you could absolutely make these into something else i hate to admit that like 
there's, it's not fair to say that there's an NFT aesthetic because that's too broad. NFT is just a technology and you can make anything in NFT. But there is, you know, thanks to the apes and whatnot, there tended to be this, uh, like a little bit of an aesthetic going on. Yeah, there was the Web3 look, which, like I say, is the dark purples and violets and all of that. Yeah, the website had a different, had a different feel than the NFTs themselves there. And there was a Web3 look for sure. And didn't hate it, actually. Really pretty nice-looking stuff, usually. Yeah, it's cool. I think it can move forward into the future. It's just, you know, not everything will. <laughs> not everything will. Um, yeah, so they had that kind of that full-page thing going on, which was which was nice and, and literally could say anything on that website. Let's mm-hmm. yeah. re- reappropriate it for something new. Sure. Um, did we mention John Kantner? Congratulations, John. You had a, not only number four, but... You were on there more than anyone else was. Mm-hmm. Eleven, which is nuts for the top yes, 100. That's a, so that's a big year for John, and he made some amazing work this year. Really, really fun loaders. Uh, that was that was the stuff that really caught my eye this year. Were the he was calling them preloaders, but you know, just loading yeah. animation and so fun. Like everything that he did this year was so cool. I'm not surprised to see. Well, honestly, like seeing anyone on the list is. 11 times is pretty surprising, but I'm not surprised that it was John because his work was just amazing this year. Yeah, that's probably tied or beating the most ever on on any list. What do you think? I think it is... I think it is a tie, yeah. Yeah, there was another 11 one year. I think... If so, I'm not mistaken, Aaron Eicher, I Aaron Eicher yeah. yeah. Although he could have been ten, I, this might be the winner. We'll have to we'll have to dig in. Yeah, that's the kind of data stuff that that, that yeah. you're good at. Plenty of one offs, you know. Most of them are, of course, people that made the li- the list one time. Even our own Stephen Shaw was on the list, which of yeah. course makes me just seethe with jealousy. I think Shaw. he's gonna be. <laughs> I think he's gonna be surprised about that one too. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly about that pen, it wasn't anything major that he was working on. I think it just kind of, you know how like sometimes you'll just make something and it just kind of gets away from you yeah. <laughs> and share it and, and people just get into it. Uh, I think if he were to, if I was to ask him which one of your pens is on the top 100, I think first of all, he'd be surprised he was on and that it was that one would be even more surprising. Mm. I'll have to talk to him later today. You know what? I'm writing it down right now because I think I've said this before and that I, I want on. You're never getting on, Chris. Mm. I'm making a January pen. It's going to have freaking purple on it. Yeah. It's going to be so good. I'm doing it. You just got to gotta do a TikTok video where you point at it so people know that they're supposed to also heart Tell it. Tell me. I know you're kidding, but I am. I assume you're not, actually. And I'm going to do <laughs> no, anything you it takes. you got to do a TikTok dance and point at the heart button so people okay. know to heart, to heart it. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do it, Chris. Okay. I'm if getting you want on, this, on this list, I'm getting I mean, on this list. You can listen to previous episodes where I give away the whole game and tell you how to get on the list. You're never <laughs> yeah, that was paying a good, attention point to, to that. So. <laughs> you know, fortunately, I also have database access, so I can just increment the number if I have. Yeah, to. but who does the picks? Let's talk about it, really. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got data on that too. <laughs> yes, you do. You really have surged ahead the last many years and <laughs> sheer pickitude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a, a Pokemon card on here, which was cool yeah. because it, it was um, made repopular based on your playing cards challenge. It's cool to see challenge pens gets in here. This is not the only one. I feel like there's at least two or three that are, uh, if not more, I didn't. Oh, there's a bunch. Yeah. yeah. 11 of them were made for challenges. 11. Yeah. Wow. 
So Great. this Pokemon one that we're talking about, um, Simon Gulliener. I was, I would guess Gilner. Gilner, sorry, buddy. We're trying, <laughs> but but uh, this is actually a revision of a pen that he had made uh, in a previous year, um, and so he just made it brand new for the challenge. It was a, it was a cards challenge, and mm-hmm. he completely revised it, made a brand new effect. It's such a cool pen, like, and also. Um, I really like the way that it looks in the grid. Like, I think that was part of what drew oh, people really? into it. It just looks good in the grid, you know? Oh, that does matter. Um, but I also saw that um, that after Simon shared this for the challenge, he was also continuing to talk about it on social media, share it, you know, multiple times. And I think that does kind of help. Maybe that's why I saw up. so much buzz. Of all the pens that were like talked about during the year, I saw this come up a lot. People were just mm-hmm. impressed by this and so much so that they would share it. Definitely. Which is good well, to see. That foil effect, it's so cool. The foil yes. is nuts. Because we've all we've seen this before. It's a it's a it's a 3D pen. So as you hover over and move your mouse around, it affects the 3D angle of the card. Notably, it does it with just CSS. So I, I always think that's kind of appealing to people to see that, to be like, ooh, I, I, don't even, I don't have to learn JavaScript for this. Although I would think that actually JavaScript would make this easier. This is made more difficult by the fact that it <laughs> doesn't have any JavaScript on it. Uh, so it moves in 3D space. That's always cool anyway. But if that's all this was, I think they would. there's no way it would make the top 100. Uh, uh, what it has on there is that it's like that, like, uh, how did you put it? A gloss or a... Oh, the holographic effect yeah. to it. Yeah. There's this almost like oil slick look uh, like yeah. over top of the card with these, you know, shiny reds and greens and stuff on it. But like a lot of it. <laughs> It just looks awesome. Yeah, well, it's like a, it's like a foiled playing card, you know, like when you get one that's like hot stamped with foiling on it. Yeah, you know, it's it's just like it's so cool. And of course, you know, Pokemon. Like, I have I have to say, Pokemon pens do well all the time. People love Pokemon. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I mean, so it's just it's the whole package. It's got everything you would expect to be in like a really high performing pen. Right. And so in that foiling, it's not just applied once to as you move it in 3D, that foil, that foiled look just goes wild on it. Yes. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's great. Look great looking. Super cool. Awesome work, Simon. Old old faces and new, certainly. Um, it was cool to see Chris Gannon hit hit ten thousand followers, celebrate it, and then see that be the pen that got yeah. him on the, the so great. top one hundred. Very cool. Congratulations, Chris. Um are very, you know, there's new new members, right? Let's do, let's do new members first. Uh, yeah. Somebody made their own account in August of this year for the first time and made the list. Qatar, yeah, pretty exciting. That's that's pretty awesome too, because realistically, getting on in August, you know. August, we're coming to the end of the year there. August generally is a slow time of year. Lots of people are on vacation, so to catch a lot of attention like that in August is real impressive. Congratulations. It's cool to look at their profile and see them finding the look. Yeah. Because there's lots of pens that are like have like a little bit of the like glassy blur behind kind of look. And some of them are hitting it and some of them aren't. And the one mm-hmm. that, you know, when they start to hit it, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. That's always so fun to see the the journey. And our oldest member uh, has an account created the, you know, the very year we launched 
CodePen itself in that early Marie level cohort, right? Mr. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Scott Kellum in 2012 uh, made the list again with one of my favorites from the whole list. What did he call it? The Apple inspired pride clock. Yes, which had it super was, cool. Yeah, Apple threw this event that had these, that had a, a, a rain, it was a white background primarily with rainbow stripes down it. And then whenever there was texts involved, the lines would like fatten out and it's just a very unusual look, and you can clearly read what the text is just with these like fattened lines. Yeah, it's like almost like a pointillist effect. It's really, really engaging. Right. To, to have it be editable, then that's what blows my mind because it's like I could see pulling this off in Illustrator or something. Like I, I understand that that it would be an interesting complex effect in image editing software, <laughs> but he's done it here with basic web tech. It's mm -hmm. so clever. And, you know, somewhere, I feel bad about this. Scott, where did you write this up? I saw a little explanation of how this works, or maybe somebody else wrote it for Scott because it's such an unusual look, but I couldn't find it at, uh, uh, really quickly. But there was an explanation how this works, and there's layer after layer after layer involved in making this happen with, and then, and then, the, and then there's like filters and, and like layering effects that, that make it do what it does. I don't think it's a million miles away from that, like blob effect that we saw, you know, a number of years ago. Remember when like mm -hmm. two SVG circles would kind of hit each other and they'd go and do yeah. each other. There's <laughs> none of that on the list this year, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think some of that same kind of stuff is at work here there is at least one blob on here is there a there's got to be a blob yeah but also about um about scott's pen also just a, a nice added touch it tells time like you will see the actual time of day when you look at it so it's yeah. not just it's nice not just touch. designed to look like a clock it actually works like a clock so that's really cool mm -hmm. yeah it reminds me too of the um the blobs I was mentioning were, are like hard-edged blobs, but what got popular, especially in the last, this year and perhaps the last couple of years was like, like you know, almost like that NFT background purple, like gradients of color, but multiple colors. Yes. Yeah. That's them. what I was, that's what I was talking about when I said blobs. Yeah. So we're just talking about different types of blobs here. Yeah. There's so many blobs. <laughs> so Disambiguate so the blobs. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Pretty cool. So, even though the full page look was popular, some of those on here, more popular generally is the like one little component or something like a loader, like a card, like whatever. That's that's pretty, that's number one, I'd say. Yeah, UI elements and, and even things like buttons. Buttons are always huge. It's just the way it is. Some interactive, some animation. Those are just like things I've decided are not trends on CodePen anymore. That's just kind of what... Code pen is. Yeah, so they're bread and butter. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then if something isn't in that category of like beautiful looking UI, then where does it go? And it tends to be like something that's almost like artistic for, for art's sake, you know, mm -hmm. like a crawler or something that's just like, wow, that's just a beautiful, something beautiful is happening there. It has nothing to do with user experience. It's just, it's just cool. Or it's a game. And there's a couple of games on there this year that, are, that it's not like that's, you wouldn't, it's not necessarily like something you use on a website. It's just. Right. It's just a pen that is very cool. And that's, that's the beauty of the top 100. You find practical things, you find useful things, and you also find the most fun thing to just to play with and just to enjoy or to take apart and figure out like, how was this made? 
So it's it's always an exciting time to see what's on the list and and to just go through it kind of trip you know down memory lane for me of course but but also to just kind of get a feel for like what everybody was really enjoying this year. It's been been really mm-hmm. fun. When you say like little crawlers like quite literally we had things that were crawling oh, in the, the top 100. Yeah. There are two spiders. This is the first time ever. Two spiders in the top 100. Um, at 75, we have uh, one from Fabio Ottaviani, mm-hmm. and that is just like a, it's the parametric spider just crawling around. And then months later, uh, from Stranger in the Queue, another spider. And they they actually are, they have similarities. They're done in a different way, but they have similarities in, in the way that they crawl across the screen. Oh, how true. Yeah, you, please, everyone, look at both of these pens and, yeah. and see how different they are aesthetically. But you can just feel when you play with them that that the bones underneath them are similar. Yes, yeah, but it's they're both they're both so interesting. The one from Stranger in the Queue actually kind of looks like this is such an '80s thing for me to say. But do you remember like those slimy things that you would throw at the wall and they would climb down? Yeah. It would like come into like a cereal box. It looks like those. there's a pretty good bluey called Sticky Gecko that uh, oh, evokes right that in the modern era. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, like a lizard and whatever. No, it's bluey. What's bluey? Okay, yeah. we'll have to take this offline. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's a po- very popular show from from from. The land of Rachel Smith. It's oh, an right Australian program. Oh, I'm um, so out of the loop. Yeah, if you had a, if you had a young, if you had a, a little these days, you would know. But now you're, oh, your oh kid okay, is it's old. a kid show, right yeah, on. Yeah, now my kids, my kids too old for that. <laughs> yep, yep. Although you know, they're probably right in that middle age where they wouldn't like it, but adults like it almost just as much as kids because it's so it hits the adult note so perfectly. Aww, so cute. perfect. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, so spiders were huge. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, we already talked about John. Congratulations on your 11 lists on here. One of them, though, created in December 13th. So despite us opening the top of the show saying that, uh, you know, you should publish in January. Yeah. I mean, so realistically, you know, once again, giving away the game, um, mm-hmm. the first three months of the year are the ones that give you the best chance of, first of all, getting a ton of eyeballs and also having a bunch of time to re-promote something and get more people to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you will have something that is just really popular. (laughs) And uh, that was this one this year, John Kantner's Snowball Preloader, which was just... I mean, you could almost feel the cold coming out of it. It's Just my a, favorite of John's pen this it's year. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. It looks exactly like what it would look like to circularly make a snowball in the snow. You can almost feel it. It's yeah. so good. And so that was, I love that it that it was on the list. I love that one very much. I think that one's going to be an all-timer. Like, you know, if we were yeah. to run... Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's so good. And it's so, like, evocative of reality that I think that one's going to that one's gonna be popular for a long time. Yeah, it actually makes me think, no promises here, but the first year that we chose to do this was 2013, which means that at the end of 2023, we will have 10 years of potential data on this you know oh yeah we could run a yeah top yeah. 100 all time or maybe top yeah. 10 all time of the last Ooh. decade or whatever uh-huh. yeah pretty sweet pretty sweet that would be pretty cool a lot of green sock in usage just as yes. a little bit of data i said we weren't going to dig deep into data but it looks like you've, you've got some here so. i did the light dig yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
which is great. So, okay, I guess just a massive congratulations to 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 everyone that is on this list. And uh, you know, if you're fighting for it, well, you got to fight me next year because I'm. Yeah, he's doing trying. I'm doing this, <laughs> and you know, he does kind of have some fans. So. Uh, your best bet, though, your best bet, I'll say, is to go pro on CodePad. There are very very few non pros on this list. Well, no, that's <laughs> true, but yeah. that's because when you're this good, you ought to be a pro because you've shown you are a pro front end developer. Oh, and if you're a pro front end developer, you need the badge. You got to be <laughs> on CodePad Pro, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Marie. And, uh, you know, let us know if there's anybody you'd really like us to talk to on this list. I'm, I hope to, to pluck out a few of them. But I will give you all a heads up. I think this is 395. We're going to do five more of these. Hit a huge 400 milestone and then just take a little break on this show while we kind of finish up uh, our big project and then use this show to talk about the big project once it's ready. So a little heads up there. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.